Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Burn like a fire, Lord. Burn like a fire. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 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 My, what a beautiful presence of the Lord in this place. Amen. I thank the worship team for worshiping and bringing the presence of the Lord in this place. Amen. I thank the Lord for being here. I thank the Lord for being here. I'd like you to continue to bear with us. Uh, the sound system, we've done a lot of change, so getting a handle on the right settings and uh, the sound and everything. It's not our sound booth. It's all new system that we have. And so please bear with us. Amen. Um, I'm going to ask if Sister Vanessa and Brother Tony would allow me to do the dedication after I feel the flow of the Holy Ghost right now. And I feel like it's imperative that I give you what God has laid on my heart and then we're going to do a baby dedication afterwards which is very spiritual and so um, if, if need be I can go to a handheld um, that's a little echoey up here but I, I would like to say this this carpet goes in this week and um, so we will need thank you we will We will need uh, help in moving the chairs out of here tonight, today. But here's what I'm going to ask, is I'm asking for only those that will not be in a hurry to stay and help me. And the only reason I'm asking for that is because the walls have been freshly painted, and I do not want to ding up any walls. I don't want to scratch any chairs. We're going to move them back into the link room, so... Um, and this is not, if you can't stay, that's fine. Just know that we're not in here to do it in a speed racing way. Uh, I'll be here till midnight if I need to to get all the chairs out of here, which it won't take that long. But 
Um, anyway, there will be no prayer tomorrow night in the house because the carpet will be, they will start the process of tearing carpet up. Also, there will be no Wednesday night service because they said it will take till Thursday to get carpet laid in here. Um, and we will have to clear the platform so they can finish the platform. And so with that being said, I'm asking you to um, bear with us. We're still in construction, and Lord willing, in the next few weeks we'll have sound. The carpet will be done, but Lord willing, in the next few weeks the sound will be balanced and well for your ears. Um, also, April 16th is our skate night, if, I'm not, uh, if I have my date right. And it's the church has... Uh, uh, secured this skate, uh, skating, roller skating rink um, for just the church. It's from four to six. You'll need to register online, and please bring your children uh, and come and enjoy March birthdays. We want to say happy birthday to everybody in March, and we want to also let you know we have we have a um, we have something sweet for you out. In the, as you leave. Um, Sister Dejana Campbell, we want to welcome you here with us today with uh, Sister Nancy. Welcome here. Welcome. We hope that uh, you've felt the presence of the Lord in this place. We want to welcome Todd Collada and family with us today. We pray that you have wel uh, felt the presence of the Lord. I want to welcome Bianca and her husband with us and, and uh, their church family with us from um, Faith Alive, uh, Brother Wisenhunt and Sister Wisenhunt, pastor, uh, that church, and it's certainly good to have them. And we want to welcome Vanessa, I mean, Jennifer, Vanessa, yes, I was right the first time, but Vanessa and Tony with us today. Um, I believe there's a day that they're going to, and their sons, amen, all three sons that are here today, we welcome you with us as well. Uh, I believe there's a day that they're going to be calling me and saying, Pastor, we are now relocated in Washington, D.C., amen, or Maryland. I'll take either way. It, it'll be fine. But uh, to get them back down this way and being in this area, it'll put him closer to Florida, right? I, I've got it all figured out for you. I'm preaching, right? I'm preaching. Amen. Uh, so with all, I just feel like it's important right now for me to uh, read some scripture to you. I'm not trying to. We are going to do a baby dedication, and I'm going to ask you to stay for this baby dedication because they, they're making a commitment and a covenant before God and before you with their son to raise him in the kingdom of God. And so if you would, turn with me to 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18. I welcome those online with us today. Um, I pray that something that the Lord has laid in my spirit will be touching today. You, it will be. Um, it's going to be thought provoking. The Bible says in verse thirteen, "But I would not have you to be ignorant." Brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. 
For this we say unto you, by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven and with a heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Verse 17 says, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. I'd like to leave you with this thought today as I begin this message. There is not a, this is not a drill or a game. This is not a drill or a game. And you may be seated in Jesus' name. Father, I need your help today to minister to your people. God, I pray you anoint my head, anoint my heart, and my lips, oh God, to speak your word today. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray for the ears in this place and the hearts in this place to be open to receive what you have to say. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'd like to take you back to October 30th of 1938. A radio network music program was suddenly interrupted. And it was a breaking news flash saying that strange activity was being observed on the planet Mars. The music program then continued for a while longer until there was another interruption and more breaking news flashes of strange activity. What sounded like a le legitimate newscast was in reality nothing more than a unique one-hour drama presented by Orson Welles on the, Mercury on the Mercury Theater of the Air. Millions of people that were listening to the program in the United States actually believed that planet Earth was being invaded by Martians. Let me give you one of the, these news flashes. First, the announcer said that a meteor had crashed to the Earth near Groves Mill, New Jersey. Next, an on-site report came from New Jersey that said thousands of people had been killed, not by a meteor, as had originally been reported, but by death ray guns that were brandished about by an army of space invaders. An eyewitness described the scene as weird creatures streaming from a huge silver cylinder and burning everything in their path Martians, it seemed, had landed on Earth. Right in the middle, this terrifying report was cut suddenly due to circumstances that were out of their control. Now other parts of the country began to report one after, after the other. The reports were much the same as in New Jersey. News flashes said National Guard had been called out. The Secretary of War was mobilizing the Army. The White House had declared a state of national emergency. Keep calm. Keep calm, the reports kept saying, and they urged the public, please keep calm. The same voices that told of weird space creatures burning their way to New York City had and had incited fear were now calling for composure. That was taken from Curtis Mitchell's news broadcast. Despite assurance that this was only a broadcast drama, Americans believed that they were under attack from outer space. Switchboards were swamped. Churches were filled to capacity. Highways leading out of New York City were jammed with cars 
of people trying to escape the terror of it all. In the state of Washington, a small town experienced a routine power failure. What a bad time to have power failure. That power, power failure was the last straw for the frightened citizens of that town. They believed despite assurance that they were under attack. People who claimed to have seen that with their own eyes creatures from outer space visited police stations. But it was all make-believe. There were no Martians. There were no invasions. There was no death ray guns. There was no slaughter of innocent people. But the panic of this nation brought on by a fake broadcast was unbelievable. Even though they constantly reminded the listeners, this is not real, it is only a drama. Almost 85 years later, 85 years have passed now since that infamous broadcast of War of the Worlds. But I want to tell you today of an event on God's timetable that is not a drama of man's imagination and skilled presentation. This one church will be true. Amen. This one will be real. Amen. It will make the war of the worlds as a traumatic impact on society like there has never been any. And it will be like child's play to that day. That whole scenario will happen suddenly. It will take place in a split second. Or the Bible calls it a twinkling of an eye. Amen. Some call it rapture. Others may call it catching away of the bride. While others call it in the Bible, the Bible calls it the first resurrection. Whatever you choose to call it is irrelevant for, for, for me. But God is coming back for a people that have made themselves ready. Amen. I've come to preach to a people that need to understand that Jesus has made some things and put some things in place for his people to be saved. The bottom line is that this event will impact the entire world like no other event has ever impacted the world in human history. There was, has never been anything that can compare to what the rapture will do to this world. Amen. Millions and millions of people will suddenly disappear from the earth. Millions of people will disappear. Untold numbers of graves will, without warning, burst open. The sea will instantly give up the dead that is in it. From every nation and island around the world, there will be suddenly chaos, confusion. Cars will lose their drivers. Airplanes will lose their pilots. Trains will lose their conductors. Buses will lose their drivers. There will be a mass destruction and confusion everywhere. Even though we don't have normal telephone lines, I don't know how many of you remember 9-11, but when you tried to call somebody, the airways had been completely uh, 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 filled up with people trying to call their loved ones and find out if their loved ones were alive. Telephone uh, areas will be down People will be trying to call one another and will not be able to get through. People will be trying to find their loved ones and panic will set in because they will not be able to find them. Amen. Roads and highways will be obstructed because of the number of accidents that will be happening weeks on weeks as, as they clear the debris from the roadways. Hospitals will be overflowing because of the ab abundance of casualties. That will happen from the accidents and the commotion that's going on around them. 
heart attacks will begin to happen like never before. Suicide will be the order of the day because of the fear that will be in the hearts of mankind. Oh, yes, there is coming a day when all this will take place, and it, it will be happening, and it will not be familiar to anyone in this world. They will all be wondering what happened to Bishop, what happened to Sister Mother Maddie, amen. They're going to be wondering what happened to Mama, what happened to Daddy, what happened to Sister, what happened to my little brother. I'm preaching this morning. This is not a game nor a drill. This is real. Jesus is coming back for a people that have made themselves ready. You won't hear this kind of preaching in many pulpits in this day and age. They want to tell you everything's going to be good. Just keep bringing your offering to the house of the Lord. You just keep sowing your seed. You keep your offering. Jesus is still coming. It don't matter. I've come to tell you Jesus is coming back for a people that made themselves ready. It will not be a, a setup. It won't be no game. Everybody that's been raised in church, be it prodigal or not prodigal, everyone under the sound of my voice, Jesus is coming back for a people that have made themselves ready. You can make every excuse you want that you're going to make it into heaven, but there's coming a day of judgment that Jesus is going to ask you for a report. You're not going to hear it in every church being preached like this. There's coming a day that Jesus is returning for his church. The only way that you can get in that number is to obey the gospel message and get your heart right with God. I'm preaching this morning that this is not a game. This is not a drill. That there is a day coming that if you have not made your calling and election sure, Jesus is going to show up. The Apostle Paul foretold this great day in his letter to the Thessalonians. I'll read it to you in the Amplified Version again. Now also we would not have you ignorant, brethren and sisters, about those who fall asleep in death, that you may not grieve for them as the rest do who have no hope beyond the grave. See, here, here's the thing. If you've got hope beyond the grave, if you've been saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name, you've got hope past this grave, past this world. You've got hope. I, I've come to tell somebody, when you, can, when you die, you're going to be going on to be with Jesus. Verse 14 says, for since we believe that Jesus died. I don't know how many believe Jesus died for you. Amen. Believe that Jesus died and he rose again. How many of you believe he rose again? Even so, God will also bring with him through Jesus those who have fallen asleep in death. For this we declare to you by the Lord's own word, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall in no way proceed into his presence or have any advantage at all over those who have previously fallen asleep in him in death. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a loud cry of summons, with a shout of the archangel, 
and with the blast of the trumpet of God, then those who are have departed this life in Christ will rise first. Uh, then we, the li living ones who remain on earth, shall simultaneously be caught up along with the resurrected dead in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and to also always to the eternity we shall be with the Lord. Verse 18 said, therefore comfort and encourage one another with these words. There's a rapture getting ready to take place and I plan on being in that report. Amen. I plan on making that rapture. I plan on getting some things in order in my soul that has to be right with God so that I can make it into the kingdom of God. I'm preaching to you. This is not a drill. This is not a game. Amen. This is no drama. This is going, this is no stage thing. It's going to happen because Jesus said it's going to happen. This is not something that is a make-believe. Amen. But this is a fundamental Christian doctrine. The doctrine was taught by Jesus Christ, uh, by Paul, by Peter, the early church fathers. And it will happen very soon. The song says that soon and very soon we are going to see the king. Soon and very soon. Going to see the king. Come on, I'm going to see a king. I want to make it into the rapture. If you know the song, you need to sing it. Soon and very soon we are going to see the king. I'm waiting on the king. Matter of fact, the Word of God tells you as you see everything happening, look up from with your redemption draweth. Now, nah, Jesus is coming back for his people. There are those around us, hear me, hear me when I say, I'm not trying to ramp you up. I'm not trying to amp you up. I'm not trying to do anything but to prepare you and let you know this is not a game. This is no drill that Jesus is coming back for a people and we... There are those around that will tell you that this is not going to happen. They say Bishop was preaching that way back when. You've been preaching it for eight, going on 18 years. There are those that will tell you that someone has just made it up and it's not for real. Let me tell you something. Let me just get on down in here to real reality is. The Lord could take me right now. I could die with a heart attack. Massive. Boom. I could get in my truck and start driving home. We pulled off the highway yesterday. We were trying to get home. I just said, you know what? Let's just sit in here and eat. We were going to we eat a sandwich and hit the, keep it rolling. Keep it getting it, right? Something just said, no, let's just sit here and eat. Not more than... We did 30 minutes. It took 30 minutes to eat. We ate a salad, hit the road. As we're coming up, an accident had just happened. The, the police officer was there, so it had to have been sometime in the time that we were eating. This little car had been hit by a truck. It ripped it open like a can, an aluminum can. There were no, the doors were ripped off of it. There was no ambulance there. There was no fire department there. This truck hit this car, threw it up into a guardrail, and it ripped, I mean, just ripped the doors off of it. 
I said to my wife, I said, you know what, God, there was a purpose for us to stop. Let me tell you something. There is a day and an hour. I think Bishop said it earlier in his Bible study. There's a day and an hour that God is ready for me to come home. And if I don't make sure I'm ready, if I don't make sure my mind and my heart and my soul are right with him, I'm going to miss out on the rapture. Amen. And I, boy, I will be a part of maybe of the ones that come up, but I will be the ones that say, depart from me, for I know you're not. I don't care how young you are. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how long you've been serving God. If your life does not line up to God's word, there is going to be a day of reckoning, a day of judgment, and you had better make sure that you, you understand this is not a drill and no drama. We're not putting no game on. This is real. The pastor's preaching, let me get myself right with the Father so that when he calls me home, I can make it into the kingdom of God. We don't have time to play church. I don't have time to put church clothes on and look churchy. I don't care what you come in as long as you come in and be saved. You want to gamble with your salvation and your soul? Go ahead. My word tells me what hell's like. It's a place of torment. It's a place of gnashing of teeth. It's a place that we go, you know, you could have been up there. You could have went with them. But you chose to hang out with all your friends and in the world, you chose, you chose to do what you wanted to do. You wanted to look like you want to look. You want to act like you want to act like. You want to talk like you want to talk. But you messed out. Look, if you would have just listened to the Word of God and heard what the Word of God was saying, you could have had all that right worked out. But now you're with me and I got you. Guess what? I'm going to just torment you. You will not be happy. You will not be satisfied. You'll wish to God you would have made it into heaven. But I want to tell you, there's coming a day when Almighty God is going to catch away his bride. I plan on being in that number. He's going to catch away the dead in Christ, and those who are alive and remain will be caught up together. I'm preaching this morning that this is not a drill or a game. Amen. I'm trying to let you know that the Lord is coming back. You can say, I got to do something for my child. I got to do something for my husband. But if it has nothing to do with your salvation, you had better get some things in order. You've got to get some things in order right now. Jesus, Jesus taught that we are going to be judged for every work that we have ever done. We will be judged for everything that we have done that people know about. And we'll be judged for everything that we've done in secret. John 5, 28 through 29 says, Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in the which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice and shall come forth. And they that have done good unto the resurrection of life and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. You see, the message of the rapture of the church must be proclaimed in every pulpit in every church in every Sunday school classroom it must be proclaimed in every home and in every family every human being has the right to know that one day Jesus Christ is coming back the blood the blood bought 
the blood-washed, born-again body of believers will be caught up to himself. He is talking us, taking us to a city whose builder and maker is God. There will be walls of jasper and streets of gold and gates of pearl in the beauty sit, beautiful city, the new Jerusalem where the Lamb is the light. Amen. There is a day coming called the rapture, and this is not a drill or a game. Amen. The Bible tells us that no man knows the day nor the hour that the Lord is coming back for them. But we do know, it says, that if the house owner had known the time that the thief would break in and steal, he would have prepared and not let it to come into the home. I'm telling everyone under the sound of my voice that you have got to prepare your house to be ready for the rapture. you got to prepare your own self. You're not going to get in on your mama's tail. You're not going to get in on your daddy's footsteps. You're going to have to get your own self ready and right with God. The Bible says also that we can know the times and see the seasons. Destruction. Mississippi, I think it was Mississippi or Missouri just got hit terrible. Y'all don't know that the Lord's trying to prepare people. He's trying to warn us that there is a day coming. I'm coming back. But you better turn yourself back to me. You better get your life right with me. I can control the weather. I can control the things of this world. I am trying to prepare you for a day of reckoning. The Bible tells you, Sue, you see more tornadoes, more hurricanes, more devastation, more destruction, rumors of wars, and wars. How much more does God's people need to see that? We ought to be telling more people about the love of Christ. We ought to be spreading the gospel like there is no tomorrow. We ought to be spreading it like a seed thrower. We ought to be talking to everybody we can. I want to tell you about the good news of Jesus, the death, burial, and resurrection. And because of the death, burial, and resurrection and the cross, let me just tell you about repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Jesus is coming. I thank God that I, 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 I'm still trying to make it. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm just trying to make it, okay? Is that all right? I'm just trying to make it. I'm not telling you I made it. You don't see no wings on this old boy. You don't see no halo on this old boy. But what I will tell you, I'm constantly making sure and asking God to forgive me of my sins. I'm trying to read the word, listen to the word. I'm trying to pray and seek the face of God. I'm listening to worship instead of worldly music because I want to make it into the kingdom of God. I want to see Jesus. I want to see him high and lifted up. I want to see him. I want to see the angels that have to worship him. And when I get up there, I'm, not, I'm just going to want to worship him. I want to lift up the name of Jesus. I want to magnify his name. I want to sing praises unto him. All the signs right now are pointing to the soon return of Jesus Christ. As long as there is breath in this old body of mine, I'm going to live for him everything with everything that is within me. I, I, will, be, I will live and die living for Jesus. Amen. With everything that I can in me, 
I want to make it in the rapture. I am not going to have a fling in this world because his coming is too near. I'm not going to have just one last encounter with lust of my flesh just because I think I might have time to get it right. I'm not going to mess around with adultery or fornication because I think I have a little bit of time. I'm not going to mess around and drink some alcohol. I'm not going to mess around and, and smoke some dope or snort some coke because I know there's only a matter of time before the good Lord's going to split the clouds of glory. I want to make it into the kingdom of God when it comes down to it. When it comes down to it, there are really only two kinds of people here today. There are saved people and there are lost people. There are saved people and there are lost people. Beyond ethnic, racial, social backgrounds and differences, it really comes down to only two groups that's saved and lost. I'll say it again. Don't matter about the ethnicity of this church. It only comes down to two people. That's a saved soul and a lost soul. There are those here today that if the trumpet would sound this morning, they would say, Hail, Halle, here, and Luya over there. And there are those who are here this morning that would be left behind and hell would be forever their portion. There are just saved people and lost people, but this morning I have good news for you because you can obey the gospel today and make the rapture. Amen. But you're gonna have to you're gonna have to have be you're gonna have to repent of your sins. You're gonna have to be baptized in the lovely name of Jesus. You will need to be filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. You can have that today. You can be filled with the Holy Ghost today if you have drifted away from God and your heart is not right with Him. You can make things right now now today this is not a drill this is not a game I'm not playing church you can't get back in you can get back in good standing the devil will tell you you'll never make it back you're not worthy to get back in good standing the devil will tell you you've done too much to get back into good standing the devil will tell you you're not worthy to call out the name of Jesus the devil will tell you the lifestyle you've been living is filthy and you shouldn't even be in the house of God but that is a lie from the pits of hell because Satan wants you in hell Satan wants you there with him because he knows his days are numbered There are some here today that no doubt have everything all planned out, you say. I've still got some time left. I remember those days. I remember those days. I said, I got time left. There's still some things in this world that I want to do. I've got some desires in my flesh that lust in my flesh that I want to partake of, that I want to do. Right? I've decided that I want to do this, and then I will come back to God. Let me warn you today. Let me warn you today that this is not a drill. This is not a game. One of the worst things you would want to find out is that the rapture has taken place. And you're coming thinking you're going to work. And you start down uh, Curry Road. Let's just say Curry Road. You start down Curry Road and you go out, to the, out here and make a right go down to Old Branch Avenue, you get to the light, and there's like cars everywhere, just 
collided. They just, just collided. They're, you're looking in the car, and there's no drivers in there. There's not, there, there, there may be one person in the back seat because they weren't prepared, but the, the, the cars are just, there's no one in the driver's seat. And then all of a sudden, you, you know, I don't know about you, but when I was in, um, uh, in 2011, I think it was, or when, when 9-11 happened, right, I was, in, I was very close to the Pentagon. I literally was in a building that felt, I, I, could, I felt the shake. I heard the boom when that plane hit the building. I know exactly where I was at that very moment. And I can only imagine what kind of chaos was going on in the Pentagon when that plane hit them and exploded. I, I can't imagine, right? I can only imagine. I can't. I mean, it's just crazy. But hear me. You're going to be driving down the road here. Now you've made it to Old Branch Avenue. You get up here to Coventry Way, and you're getting ready to make a left, and all of a sudden uh, a plane just from Andrews just poof, drops down because the pilot done been raptured. You go, dear God, what in the world's happening around here? There's cars crashing, planes are dropping out of the air, and now you get, you're starting to see ambulances driving, and all of a sudden the, tri- the ambulance just driving. There's no driver in the ambulance, and all of a sudden it crashes. They have fire engines are coming down the highway. I'm, make, I'm trying to prepare you for what's going to happen if you're left behind. There's some things that are going to happen when the rapture happens that chaos is going to happen. The, the, the hospitals, there's going to be phenomenal doctors that are going to be raptured. There's going to be phenomenal nurses that are going to be raptured. So now you think you can go to the hospital and get, some, get something done because you, you done got hurt in the accident because someone was raptured. You're still in the car. Car hit you. You got to get somewhere because your leg all messed up. You go to the hospital. Now they go, well, you just go over and sit because we don't have nobody to wait on you. So you go to the pharmacy to get your medicine for your heart, you know, for your heart because you need it because you got high blood pressure, you got terrible cholesterol. Uh, you know, you already know you're not going to make it if the heart goes bad, right, and you don't have your blood pressure, all this stuff. And you go to the, uh, uh, the pharmacy and you go, where's the pharmacist? Uh, we don't know. We got here and all of a sudden he was gone. We don't know where he went. He just disappeared. So maybe you're married. Maybe you're married, and you say, I got to get home. Let me find out where my wife is. Find out what's going on here, because, you know, I heard about this stuff. I heard her in there praying. I heard her talking about the Lord, and I heard her praying for me. Let me go find where my wife is. She's not at home. Let me go to the job. Oh, oh she's not at the job. Tim, where, where are you? <laughs> I'm just trying to, or let me go to locate her. Uh, Life, Life 360. Let me see if I can find her. Uh, Life 360. There we go. Her new address. Heaven. Oh God! It really happened. What's going to happen? She's no longer here on Earth. Now you go looking for your children. And if they're on Life 360 with you, you start looking for Le- you're looking for Alan. You may be looking for Nikki. You may be looking, and all of a sudden you see, oh my God, they're now in heaven too. Well, let me see where Brother McCauley. Uh, let me see where Greg Thompson is. Let me see where Reverend McNeil is. Oh no. You know, these were folks that ministered to me. These were folks that loved me when I was in my mess. These were folks that tried to tell me Jesus was coming. These were people that said, come on, come on, let's just come on up and pray. It'll be all right. God will, God will change everything. God will fix it. Just come on, come on, come on. Oh, what, I, I, don't, I, I don't have him on my 360, but I'm going to his house. I'm going to find out where him and Colleen are. If they're home, I'm okay. 
That's what I'm going to think. That's what I'm going to think. This is real. This is not no drama. I'm just talking to you, okay? I know it sounds like a drama, and it sounds like a drill, and like a game. But this is real, because there's a day coming that Jesus is going to come back for his people. I don't know. I, I pray you understand. You see, the rapture of the church is soon to happen. Amen. The, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God. The dead in Christ shall rise. That's why you're so uncomfortable today. Some of you are uncomfortable. Some of you are not even looking at me. Some of you are afraid to look me in the eye because you know I'm preaching to you. Huh? When I start talking about rapture, when I start talking about where you are in your life and your walk with, whether you have a walk with God, whether you really have a walk with God, whether you really have a relationship with God, everybody said they love Jesus. Everybody said they're going to heaven. We do funerals, we preach everybody into heaven. Well, I can tell you right now, if the Lord don't take me in the rapture and you all have to preach my funeral, you only preach what you know about me. If I fail God and I turn my back on God, you, don't tell, you do not preach me into heaven because I'm in hell. I'm just going to tell you, don't, don't be up here, no fake, falling out. You cry all you want, but I was dead, dried up, twice plucked up by the root. Don't deserve to go to heaven because I turned my back on God. So don't preach I've been made it to heaven. Don't preach he was a good pastor for 17 years when I, if I fail you. Don't. You go to hell for preaching like that. You hear me? I'm just being real with you. You hear me? Don't, don't put me somewhere I can't make it. We all want to go, but we, but we don't want to do nothing to get there. I don't want to pay the price to get there. It costs a lot to get into heaven. We'll go to the MGM down in the harbor, pay all the money to get in them beautiful rooms, eat at the beautiful restaurant, but yet we don't want to give nothing up or pay anything to Jesus in our time, in our service, in our worship. Right, you can't worship. When, when you come to the house of God, if you can't worship God, I don't care if they're on key, off key, wherever they are. If you can't worship God because you have a relationship with God, something wrong. Something is wrong. If it's about a game for you, then you need to get up and go now because Jesus is not playing games. Jesus is not doing a drill. This is no drill. This is serious business. Your soul is at, at stake right now, whether you'll make it into the kingdom of God or not. I know I'm making you uncomfortable today. I intend to. I see you squirming. I don't like what he's saying. That don't fit me. I don't like it. I got to get up and get out of here for a minute. Let me just sh shake that stuff off that he's talking. Ah. Uh. That's why your heart is about to beat out of your chest. 
you feel conviction of the Holy Ghost, but you don't want to let go of the world. You still want to hold on to some things in this world. You still want to hold on to some things that have nothing to do with God's glory in you. You want to hold on to some things that have nothing to do with your salvation. You want to hold on to some things. You want to look like you look like you saved. The fact is, do you believe he's coming back? You're denying it. If you're denying it, you're procrastinating, doing anything about it, but you, do you believe it? I believe in the coming of the Lord. I believe in the rapture of the church, and I believe it's very near. I believe it, is, I believe it so strongly that if I were to, were you, I was, and I was sitting where you were, are, and my heart was not right with God, the, this preacher would never get a chance to call an altar call. Amen. I'd be getting up. That's how strong I believe this message. This is, this is not a game. This is not a drill. This is not a drama that will be put on. This is for real. It is a rapture for the church. Amen. Larry King interviewed Billy Graham. Listen to this. You know, all them are dead, but I'm talking about dead people. Regrets, regrets. Listen, Larry King interviewed Dr. Billy Graham. During the course of the interview, Larry King asked Dr. Graham what, was, what his biggest disappointment in life was. Dr. Graham said without question, it was when President Kennedy called and asked me to come to the Oval Office. He asked me if I believed in the rapture of the church, and I told him I did. He said, as you know, I am a Catholic. Does the does my church believe in com the coming of the Lord? Dr. Graham said, I, I, I do believe they do. It is in their creeds and their catechisms. President Kennedy said then, said then, why don't you talk about it? Why don't they talk about it? Why don't they ever hear? Why don't we ever hear anything about that from the priest? He said, Dr. Graham, I want you to come to the Oval Office and talk to me about the rapture. Billy Graham said, I've got the flu. I've been sick and under the weather. Just give me a couple days and I'll come. Watch what happens. Dr. Graham said, that was my biggest disappointment in this life. There was a man who was hungry for God and I put it off. He never got the, uh, another opportunity to speak to President to the president because he was assassinated just a few days later. Think about that. Is there any regrets that you would have right now if the Lord was to come, rapture the church, would you have the same regret that Billy Graham had by not taking the opportunity and being a witness. In closing, don't put it off today. Don't shrug your shoulders and say, not now. Don't turn off that conviction that you feel. 
the Holy Ghost is dealing with your heart right now. You're trying, there's all kinds of things. You're getting even, you're squirming even more. There's more things happening. You, but please do not turn me off. Do not turn the conviction off. Uh, don't say I'll get right with God next, the next service. Don't, don't turn God off because no one is guaranteed tomorrow. The only time that we have is right now. Amen. You might have not have tomorrow. Life is but a frail, frag, but fail and fra, frail and fragile. We think that nothing will ever happen. Can I get a witness? We think that nothing will ever happen. But you know we have prayed for people that had no idea they would be sick or afflicted or in hospitals. We prayed for people that have once been in the house of God. Never once have they, they've been in the house, they've served God, but they've not come back. The prayers of God's people has given them another chance. There's some under the sound of my voice that should have died. You shouldn't even be sitting in the church today, but God's seen fit to give you another opportunity. Maybe you rode a motorcycle and you should have been hit by a car and you didn't get hit because God spared your life for a reason. Maybe you were driving your car and I'm right in front of you an accident unfolded but God gave your car protection and the ability to get stopped just before you came into that accident. Maybe you were in a bar. Maybe you drank too much got in behind the wheel, passed out. I don't know. My, these are my stories because many a times I passed out. Many a times I had major accidents and should have died, should have died. Overdoses that should have taken me out, but for whatever reason, God had mercy. People prayed for me, and that's why I believe I'm still alive today. If it wasn't been for the church praying for me, my mom and dad praying for me, I, I, I believe I'd be dead today. Time will only tell if those folks will ever return to Jesus, or will they refuse him for the very last time and miss out on this rapture. It could happen to any one of us. Our tomorrows are not promised to any of us. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. Two will be in the field working and one will be taken, the other will be left. Two will be grinding at the meal and one will be taken and the other will be left. The Bible says, watch therefore, for ye know not the day nor the hour that the Lord does come. I'll say this again. This is not a drill. This is not a game. Stand with me, please. After we have this altar call, I'm going to ask you to please not leave. We're going to do a baby dedication. But right now, as, as spiritual as this baby dedication is, this is the spiritual part of this service right now. The question is, if he split the clouds of glory, 
in the next three minutes, would you make it into the kingdom of God? If Jesus was to come back today, where would you spend eternity? Try to convey you what God laid in my spirit and in my heart. I'm not here to play a game. I'm not here to scare you. I'm here to preach hope, opportunity, salvation. If it hadn't been for the cross, the old rugged cross, if it hadn't have been for that cross that that man, Jesus, was nailed to for my sins and your sins, placed in a grave for three days, rose again, told his disciples that it's expedient that I go so that the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, would come back for you and be in you, which brought up repentance, repenting of your sins, baptism in Jesus' name, and filling of the Holy Ghost by the evidence of speaking in tongues, an unknown language. If it hadn't have been for all that, none of us would have salvation. The Bible says today is a day of salvation, not tomorrow, not next week. My tomorrow is not promised me. Matter of fact, my 1 o'clock p.m. this afternoon has not been promised to me. If I, I could die, right, just like that. I could die just like that. And if my soul and my spirit is not right, dear God, I'm begging you today. If there's anything that you, if this is not a drill, this is not a game, this is real. I'm begging you. I do not want you to be lost. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to hit you. I'm begging you right now. This is not a drill. This is not a game. Jesus is coming back, and I want you to be saved. This is between you and the Lord. It's not me. I have no reason to watch you. I don't have no reason to, to look at you. I don't have any reason but to let you know that Jesus is coming. Where will you spend eternity? Where will you spend eternity?